Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in pallets that compete with graphics. It's Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern. That means it's 5 p.m. in the GMT. That means it's uh, 9 a.m. over on the West Coast. All right, shout out to all my West Coast people. And I'm here with none other than K.O. Kenny T. How's it going, fam? What's good, brother? Can't complain. You already know, man. Another Sunday, we live here. Mano and Mano. Joe Joyce doing crazy things. Yes, he is doing crazy things. And I don't know if you saw me go live for a very quick punchlines. I'm going to be bringing punchlines back, Kenny, because I created a new setup for myself. I'm going to try to do punchlines minimum three to four times a week. I got to get that content out for the subs. Got to get that content out for the members. By the way, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. You already know the show's going to be fire, so just hit the like button right now. There's no reason to wait 30 seconds or 10 seconds or whatever. Do it now. All right, hit that subscribe button if you're not familiar with me. All right, with Maestro or with my brother K.O. Kenny. All right, because we're about to go in now. Um, before we get to Joe Joyce, Kenny, just a quick recap of the last couple weeks. All right, uh, both Kenny and I were going through some stuff. I know Kenny was battling uh, a, a virus. All right. Uh, you know, it, that slowed us down a little bit. Uh, I caught a, a virus myself, but it was an influenza virus, not not COVID. All right. Um, I went out to Vegas sick, which I know Kenny was familiar with. I literally went to Vegas, slept in the hotel, got up, went to the Canelo fight, right back to the airport, right back in to New York City for another workday. Um, so we didn't get to do a mano a mano last week. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about that now. And then I was supposed to go to the Shakur Stevenson fight Friday. Uh, salute to Katie. Salute to everybody at top rank. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to, to show up. I blew out my back last week, which was terrible. But we're back in action now. Right. Got the ice pack. I've got the, 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 the little rollers going on, on steady rotation, Kenny. And uh, let's let's start off with Canelo. All right. Canelo is back to being Canelo. He's back in the winning ways. He's king at 168 pounds. He's got all four belts. He beat Triple G. It wasn't as exciting, I don't think, as the first two fights. I don't know what you think, Kenny. Um, but tell me your thoughts on, on watching the fight, the Triple G Canelo fight. And then I'll give you my experience there from 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 the arena. Go for it, Kenny. Sounds good. Um. Well, uh, you know, exactly kind of what I thought was going to happen was what happened. I remember tweeting before the fight and speaking with you before the fight. I was like, this is not going to be no knockout fight. This is going to be another, uh, uh, not even another uh, 12-round fight like the other one. I was like, this is going to be a regular 12-round fight. There's not, not going to be no knockout in here. They both have super solid chins. They're not going anywhere. And especially uh, with the type of gas tank that Canelo has now. Canelo has a gas tank where he hits with a lot of power. But he doesn't throw punches and bunches anymore. He throws onesies, twosies, you know what I'm saying, with a lot of power. 
it's going to take more than onesies, twosies to knock a guy like Triple G out. You're going to have to hit him a good two, three times with vicious body blows and then start catching him to the chin while he's covering the body or something. You know, it's not going to take onesies, twosies. So it was cool. It was a cool performance. Great win. Great way to get yourself back on the winning column against a, a extremely formidable opponent, you know. But at the end of the day, it was a little lackluster. It, he... I feel like he lied to the fans, like he gaslighted the fans in a, in, in a way because he was saying, oh, he's going to be in there aggressively going for the knockout. Did you at any point feel like he was aggressively going for the knockout? Triple G gaslighting or Canelo or both? Canelo gaslighting because he was saying that he was going to be aggressively going for the knockout. And I feel like not at a single point did he aggressively go for the knockout. He was, I feel like he was cruising. I, I I think that there may have been moments early on where he realized, I'm just not getting this guy knocked out. I mean, there's a reason this guy's never been knocked out amateur or pro, and I'm just going to box him to a 12-round decision. Um, At the end of the day, we've seen Triple G get touched up. We've seen it from Kell Brook. We even saw it in the Murata fight. Right? He's been touched up, but has he actually ever really been hurt? No. Uh, and not in any of the three Canelo fights. He got pieced up, don't get me wrong, but I've never seen Triple G on the verge of getting stopped in a fight. I, I don't know about you, Kenny. I, I haven't seen that. So I thought that if a stoppage was going to come, that it was going to be kind of an accumulation uh, of punches on a 40-year-old who really couldn't fight back and then the referee stepping in and, you know, the old, you know, kind of <laughs> hug, telling him, don't worry, bro, you did really well. It's okay. You know, that kind of thing. But that never really happened, right? Um, and like you said, I mean, to me, it was like two guys respectfully boxing each other, Right. Um, certain people may dis disrespect it and call it a glorified sparring session. I wouldn't go that far. I've heard a couple people mention that. I wouldn't go that far. It wasn't that bad. But it wasn't what it was billed to be, okay? And um, sitting there in the arena, I'll be honest with you, there wasn't necessarily a lot of fan excitement after the Vincente Fernandez uh, intro. Um, and by the way, David Diamante, Diamante, did his <laughs> intro. I don't know, I don't know if he, how it came across on TV, but he fired up the crowd at the arena with the welcome, the former, welcome, the former. And yeah. he, it was a great job. I saw him in the lobby later on, not in the lobby, in the basement before I left. Um, because I had to head back to the airport right away, and I told him, bro, that that was. Like, probably you're the best one I've ever seen you do. He, he really brought it out for that one. But there you go. So, Kenny, look, I don't know where you think Triple G goes from there. Uh, I don't know where you think Canelo goes from here. But what I will say is this, and I titled it this, because Canelo holds the keys as the king at 168. But a lot of people have just been waiting around to win the Canelo sweepstakes. And my advice is don't do it because he's going to fight who he wants to fight. As a, as a champion, a unified belt holder, he's got mandatories he can fight. People in number one contender positions. 
you will have to wait your turn. So just be active. If you're at 160 pounds or you're at 168, find somebody to fight and don't wait around for Canelo. He's the mm-hmm. he holds the keys, but you just can't wait around. You got to stay active. And as far as Triple G is concerned, uh, Yanni Beck would be a tough fight. I don't know if he wants that. I heard he made about what was it, twenty five or thirty million or more for this last fight. Sounds like a good retirement package to me. If you want to go away, but Yanni Beck is a good fight. Charlo is a good fight. You know, um, they're talking about him going on a world tour. Maybe they take on Eubank if Eubank wins against Ben at the O2. I don't know, Kenny. What are your thoughts? Well, um, he definitely said he's not going to retire. So uh, he, he, he uh, in, in the post-fight press conference, Canelo, uh, Triple G spoke about going back down to 160 pounds. He's like, well, guys, I'm still a champion at 160. I'm terrible, terrible uh, accent. So, you know, I tried to mimic his accent. It was terrible. Uh, forgive me on that one. They're usually all right. But nah, um, I think he's probably going to go back to 160 uh, and try to defend those titles and probably will defend those titles successfully. I do think that he should take some risks and he and he cannot afford to wait around. Like you said, he is old. He is 40 years old. If you're going to sit there, if you're going to fight at your age and try to remain elite and remain in the conversation and continue making some money and continue holding these belts, then you cannot be inactive. You have to give, you know, the up and coming fighters chances. You have to give the 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 contenders chances at these belts. You can't just hold them and not fight. So for for Triple G, I think he should go back down to one sixty and defend his titles. Steer the hell away from Canelo. Stay away from each other. Let's not have a Canelo Triple G four, please. Uh, we don't need to see that. It's been three wins from Canelo. We all knew Canelo was going to win a third time. I, I still think that the people that think that Triple G won the first time are foolish. So let's let's stop that. You know. And for Canelo, Canelo has only one option, bro. Canelo has only one option, and that's to go back up and fight Bevo after Bevo beats uh, what's his face Zuldo. Stop it! Put the what's his face. You know exactly. Gilberto <laughs> Zurdo Ramirez. Put some respect on his name. And by the way, I mean if Zurdo does beat Bevol, boy oh boy, would that be a super fight? Canelo against Zurdo at one seventy five. Oh, my God. Put that shit at the Estadio Azteca. I don't want to see that one. That The size difference is so drastic in that one that if Canelo had a problem with, with uh, Bevo's size, imagine the problem he's going to have with Zuldo's size and Benavidez's size. I was just there after the Bevo fight. That's all I've been thinking because Canelo had an extreme problem with the height, the size, the reach. Uh, um, so if he had that problem with the smaller guy, he should definitely never, never entertain getting in the ring with Zuldo or or David Benavides. He uh, Bevo and Beterbiev is the furthest he should go in the in that height and reach adva- well, advantage type of thing. That's a good point because the truth is, Bevo was never the biggest of the light heavyweights. He was always considered like the most skillful, but not the biggest. Um, and he's been saying for years that he could make one sixty eight. So. I mean, maybe you do a Bivol rematch at 168 if Zordo wins. Um, but, yeah, if Zordo is that dude that a lot of people think he is and beats Bivol at 175, I mean, 
you kind of go. You know, you got to stay clear of that if you're Canelo. Just skedaddle away, you know, and, and find somebody else to fight. That would be my uh, uh, my my response. So, look, we got a poll up in here. The poll is, should GGG return to 160? So far, 67% of people say yes. 33% say no. I'm guessing most of those 33% want to see him retire because I honestly don't think he stands much of a shot at... 168 against those big boys. I mean, Benavidez against Triple G. Yeesh. I mean, maybe you could beat like a Caleb Plant. He might be able to beat a Caleb Plant at 168, even at this version of Triple G. You're on mute, Kenny. Pardon, pardon. Maybe, but I think he'll also face the the, the height and reach advantage issues. Uh, it's the same thing. He Triple G is not a super tall, super long arm type of dude. He's similar in height to Canelo, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. So look, Canelo's the man. This is unequivocal, all right? He holds all of the chips at 160, literally all of the belts, unless you include the IBO. I don't know if you like the IBO title, um, Kenny, but that's like the only one that he doesn't hold. Anything that's not the ring. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm joking. That, that was continuing off the shit I was talking last time. You could bring Mike Montero back for you to have a <laughs> conversation with him about your disgust about the ring belt. Um, I, don't, I don't think he was too happy about that. It's okay. <laughs> he's no soft, no soft person. He's, he's, I know, he seemed cool. He, 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 can, cool. Take, he can take it. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, he, he can fight whoever he wants at 168. Uh, it's up to these other guys to fight each other. Right. Um, and it's up to these other guys to stop waiting around for the Canelo sweepstakes. Now, speaking of a guy, Kenny, that could have won the sweepstakes uh, recently. Robin, oh, sorry, Robson Concesau, right, turned up. And I want to understand what you would do in this situation, Kenny. Turned up for a fight in Newark, New Jersey, Shakur Stevenson's hometown was set to make $250,000 to Shakur Stevenson's $3 million. Shakur Stevenson missed weight by almost two pounds. And Robson could have collected his guaranteed $250 and fought someone off the undercard as a last-minute opponent. But instead decided to take about 300000 out of Shakur's $3 million purse and fight Shakur and do what everybody knew he was going to do, which is lose to Shakur and not collect the title belts. Call me crazy, Kenny, but I would have taken a two fifty, fought the lower-level guy, and fought for a world title at another opportunity. Kenny, what, what would you have done and why? Go. Well, I mean, you always have to assess every situation, you know, and I feel like it depends what it is that you're headed towards. What is that? You, what is what your goal is? What do you want in life? You know what I'm saying? There's there's a there's a the clear success, the clear like you go this route, you're going to have success. You're going to win. It's an easy victory. You don't got to do much for it. And then there's the. I want to be the greatest. I'm the world's greatest. Okay, can't do R. Kelly. I forgot. No more. No, no. R. Kelly's bad. R. Kelly's bad. But, you know, uh, 
you know, and then, then there's the, the the thought of wanting to be the greatest and facing the greatest that is out there and getting a victory over the greatest. I think Conce Sal wanted to be the greatest and wants to fight the greatest, especially after that loss, that questionable loss to Valdez, you know. But uh, and I respect him for that. But me, me being the guy, the regular dude that does YouTube, the regular dude that works regular jobs and manages his own career and invests in his own stuff, me being that regular dude, I'm going towards that guaranteed 250, baby, in that victory. You already know. No, I agree. And I'm going to ask in the chat, should Robson Contesau have fought Stevenson? I mean, to me, it's no. You were already at a skills disadvantage in this fight. Now you're fighting a guy who didn't have to make the weight that you had to make. He had to vacate the titles, right? You're going to be able to fight in an ideal world another time for these titles because it's not your fault that the guy didn't make weight. The New Jersey State Athletic Commission, according to the reporting of Keith Eidick from Boxing Scene, Keith is a solid dude, loves seeing Keith at these fights. He's from New Jersey. He's the editor of the biggest English-language boxing website, so I damn well know that he knows his boxing and he knows New Jersey boxing. So if he tells me that Robson Concesau was guaranteed his purse, according to New Jersey rules, dude was, con- was guaranteed his purse. So essentially, you're taking $300,000 to lose a fight against an overweight fighter and get another loss on your record when, you know, you could have kept that one loss. And by the way, that one loss is a very disputed loss. I thought he beat Oscar Valdez, and Oscar Valdez tested dirty going into that fight and they allowed it to go go forward anyways so you could have made the argument that look this is an undefeated fighter right we're gonna fight some let's face facts a job guy from the undercard right it's really got no chance of winning you're gonna be on tv in the main event in newark right i understand how bad it is for shakur for the night fight to not go through but that's not bad for robson it's not his fault, right, that 100 school kids got tickets and it was in his hometown, right? So, look, I, that's what I would have done. I would have counseled him to take the 250. We'll make up the 300,000 in future fights, and we'll just move on. But he didn't do that. He took the 300 out, out of out of, uh, out of Shakur's $3 million purse, and he, he, he lost, and now he's a – Two loss fighter, and who knows what his options are moving forward, Kenny. <clears throat> I, I do still feel that Robson Conceição deserves some respect on his name. He stepped up, took a big fight, took two big fights, and he's lost. And both big fights that he's taken, and he uh, he's lost. Okay, cool. He lost against Valdez and Stevenson. It's not like he lost against Pedraza or something. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, he lost against a, a two formidable opponents. It's all right. The guy is a great boxer. Now, what I do have to say is I think that he chose a terrible style to fight that fight against Shakur Stevenson. Why are you trying to box the guy that he like he's I, I think Shakur Stevenson is an amazing boxer. I don't think he came in in great shape. I don't think it, like his mind is what's sharp. Yes, he has speed, he has power, he has all that. No, he doesn't have power. Yes, he has speed, he has skills, he has footwork and all that, but his mind is what's sharp on Shakur Stevenson. He was using his natural ability. I don't even think he really even trained like that to come into this fight. He was looking fat and sloppy, if you ask me. 
Compared to I, how it usually looks. Exactly. If you ask me, Conceição went in there with the wrong game plan. He was trying to box the guy that is so goddamn smart and fast on the defense and the comeback with the punch. Conceição should have been in there throwing punches and bunches the way he was doing against Valdez because that's the way that I feel he beat Valdez. And uh, Well, he, he lost, but you know what I mean. I feel he beat Valdez nonetheless. And I feel if he would have taken a more aggressive approach, throwing much more punches as opposed to trying to box back and forth, I feel it would have been a much better outcome. Now, I don't think he would have won the fight nonetheless, but I think he would have had a couple of more rounds in the bag. Uh, if I'm correct, it was a landslide win for Shakur Stevenson. Not only that, I am extremely, extremely disappointed at the ESPN crew and, and, and the announcers cast. Bro, the BJs are crazy. The BJs are insane. Yo, the guy's already a great boxer. He does not need your fanboyism. He does not need your BJs. He doesn't need all of that. People are seeing it with their own eyes how great he is. Yes, he's boring. So what? Yo, chill out. The BJs are crazy. And also, I'm kind of fairly disappointed with the judge. You gifted the man a knockdown. Yeah, you, yeah. You give to him a knockdown. He, you hit him in the you hit him in the stomach, and then he pushed him down. It wasn't a knockdown. And but here's my thing with Kuntzow. He's he's a boxer. So when a boxer fights a better boxer, unfortunately, it's very difficult at times for that boxer to revert to something that he's not. Which in this case is more kind of a fighting brawling style. That's not really his style. So I mean, this guy was a three time Olympian, a Olympic gold medalist. I mean. He's beat most people with his boxing, right? So it's unfortunate for him, but it, look, he was in a situation where he could have collected his guaranteed purse and not fought a guy overweight. And, you know, he elected to fight the overweight guy who's a better skilled boxer than him. He took that L and it is what it is. I'm just saying, despite what people may think, you know, you had a contract. He fulfilled the contract. The other guy didn't fill the con contract. The fight was supposed to be at 130 for world titles, right? He didn't. He did everything he was supposed to do. At that point, I'm fighting the 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 guy from the from the card underneath. I don't care about any any problems that that causes because they're not problems I created. And I'm I'm preserving my my one loss record, and I'm moving on to fight somebody else who's nowhere near as good as Shakur Stevenson for a vacant world title. That's just what Maestro Management would have would have counseled him to do, but he didn't do that. So, Kenny, any, any last words on this before we move on to the next topic of the day? Um, yes, my last words is that I feel the boxing world, boxing critics, boxing analysts, boxing fans need to put a little more respect on Conceição's name and stop acting like he's some secondary tertiary doodle boxer because he's not. The guy is a great boxer. He has skill. He has speed. Yes, he chose the wrong game plan yesterday, but he has two lo he has two losses against two great fighters that are going to age very, very well. Stop taking away. Stop taking everything away from the man. He still has a future. He still has some good fights ahead of him. Will he win those fights? We don't know. But come on, put some respect on the guy's name. Stop, stop. Don't don't bandwagon on the ESPN commentary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put some respect on the guy's name. Stop being a hater. Well, there you go. Uh, Kenny, look, we had to do it. Let's get ready to Gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah
wanna war with Big Juggernaut, Big Juggernaut They don't wanna war that God is back I did a punchlines about the Juggernaut just before we went live The Juggernaut is the second best heavyweight in the sport of boxing Maestro said it Damn Damn Who's stopping the juggernaut? They don't want to war with big juggernaut, big juggernaut. Hey. Come on, Kenny. Tell me you weren't impressed by the juggernaut performance on Saturday night. Well, afternoon here in the UK. Stopping a guy who I still think is a top five heavyweight in Joseph Parker. Doing something to Joseph Parker that's never been done to Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker not seeing the final bell. Joe, uh, Joseph Parker not being able to stand up and beat the count. He did that, Kenny. He ate vicious, hellacious knockout punches from Joe Joyce, and he kept moving forward. It was the juggernaut, Kenny. What were your thoughts on the juggernaut? The juggernaut, man, the X Man, uh, bro. He he, you, you you have to put some respect on his name. I think he had a, I think he had an amazing performance. He went out there composed, composed, controlled, kept his game plan, went against all the combinations and everything that Parker had coming at him, which wasn't necessarily basic combos or basic stuff. Like Parker was throwing two, three, four left hands at a time and just different combinations. That's not the type of combinations you see a heavyweight throwing. And he was getting hit by a lot of them, but he was that chin. He was just eating it. Although it did seem like he could have potentially gotten buzzed because he was kind of swaying a little bit at one point. And by he, I mean, Joe Joyce, but at the end of the day, that chin, man, that chin persevered and he was able to put the stoppage on Joe Joyce and I give him a lot of respect for it because I think Joe Joyce is a great fighter excuse me if Joseph Parker he was able to get the stoppage on Joseph Parker and I give Joe Joyce respect for that because Parker is a, a tough fighter Parker can move Parker can throw punches and bunches Parker has a lot of heart Parker is not just a guy who's going to go in there and lay down so you could beat him you know and and he persevered because he was getting hit a lot. He persevered through the beatdown and he was dishing out the beatdown. It was it was back and forth. It was never a one-sided fight. It was an amazing fight. And you got to give him respect for taking all the heat and giving back the heat. That jab is amazing. That jab is five star. You got to put respect on him. I've always you've always heard me. You've always heard me, KO Kenny, talking smack about Joe Joyce the juggernaut, because I didn't think he deserved any respect because of. I'm not necessarily a fan of his style, his, his the way he looks and the angles he throws punches from. But even if the guy looked amazing, you got to give props when people deserve the props. Um, I don't think he's top two, though. Joe Joyce is, I mean, Joe Lopez is way wrong on this one. I've been, <laughs> I didn't just hop on the bandwagon, pause. I've been on this bandwagon for a minute. I was on the Undefeated podcast last year that their Monday Night Smoke show talking about that Joe Joyce beats Dillian White and beats AJ and was the second-best UK heavyweight. I did not see him doing this to Joseph Parker. I'm going to admit that. I thought that Joseph Parker would at least see the 12th round. I didn't think Joe Parker was going to get knocked out like this. Me either. At all. At all. Because Joseph Parker is known for his chin, right? And the thing with this, though, is the juggernaut 
was not just taking it to the head. A lot of people thought he couldn't take it to the body. He took hellacious body punches from Joe Joyce. I think the mistake Joe Joyce made was coming into this fight as heavy as he did. Yeah, I felt that too. Career high, career high uh, weight. I mean, I thought he'd try to box and move and be elusive and hit him with, with speed and combination punching and move and get out of the way. But his plan seemed to be, let me, let me tell you this. I'm going to show up career high weight. I'm going to stand there in the trenches for you and we're going to go to battle. Now that was very beneficial to the fans. I don't think it was that beneficial for Joe Parker because after a few pounds, it was clear that Joe Joyce, as usual, wasn't going to stop the attack, as usual, was going to walk through power punches and was going to just break you down. Let me go to the Super Check Kenny and then right back at you. Big up Nando. All right. He's not just a subscriber. He's a member. Okay. And he's always coming with the fire takes. He <laughs> says, juggernaut the WBO. Mando stops Usyk. I agree. We said it last year on Mano a Mano. We did say that last year on Mano a Mano for all of the people that was that are calling me a bandwagon jumper now. Nah, I said it last year. By the way, Kenny, Zordo's the mini juggernaut. The mini juggernaut. Wait until that fight happens. First weekend of November, I believe. Um, and by the way, I think the juggernaut beats Usyk. I think the juggernaut KOs AJ. I think the juggernaut beats the bronze bomber Deontay Wilder. If he thought that that Tyson Fury was on something, I can't wait to hear the excuses if he ever fights Joe Joyce. He's going to be talking about aliens from outer space came and implanted all kind of precious metals in Joe Joyce and Gave him some kind of alien serum. I don't. I don't know what he's gonna say if he ever fights and eventually loses to Joe Joyce. Right back at you. I, I man, I think it's hilarious. I, I, I was actually uh to back up my extra's claim. I was actually the one that was always talking smack and hating on Joe Joyce. Uh, I was never giving him the respect because I feel that he hadn't fought the caliber of fighter that he has to fight in order for me to give respect. And like I said. I never really liked his skill set. For me to like a fighter early on, I got to really like his skill set or like the opponents that he's going at or the way he's uh, he's taking his career. Uh, Joe Joyce wasn't doing that for me at all and uh, until this fight, which I thought was extremely impressive, an extremely impressive win. But I have to agree with this. Excuse me. I have to disagree with you on, on quite a few of those fights, bro, because, look, I don't think Joe uh, – AJ and uh, – AJ and – AJ, let's go. No, 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 no. Let me let me go through. Let me go through. I I I I I don't think Joe Joyce uh beats AJ. Uh, matter of fact, I think they fought before and AJ knocked Joe Joyce out. I don't think Joe Joyce beats Usyk. Usyk completely. Usyk is not going for the knockout in there. Usyk will completely outclass and run around the entire time. Jab, jab, cross. Oh, run, run. Oh, oh, you can't hear me. You can't hear me. Usyk will completely outbox his ass. His super slow ass. Usyk is quick. Stop playing. Don't disrespect my man Usyk. Put some respect on Usyk's name. I right? stop playing. Can I just put this in the context? Kenny thinks Usyk knocks out Fury. That's how much Kenny likes Usyk. Go for it. Uh, well, I don't know about that. That's a tough one. I think I think that Usyk. Uh, 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 
I, it was me talking smack, bro. I, I'm uh, on factual talk. I don't actually think that, bro. Come on now, <laughs> like stop playing. Um, I definitely, uh, I think Usyk beats uh, uh, Fury on points too. Stop playing. I think Usyk beats Fury on a twelve round points decision if he could outlast the power. If he, cause he ate AJ's power, and I think AJ definitely has more power than Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury just has a better gas tank and and a better brain when it comes to the whole boxing thing, the movement, the whole you know what I'm saying the feeling in the ring. He's less afraid than AJ. AJ gets eaten up by his mind 24 seven. But back to the juggernaut. I I still think the juggernaut gets knocked out by AJ potentially. I think the juggernaut definitely gets knocked out by by Deontay Wilder. Deon Deon like it, you you have to think about it, bro. Joe Joyce, uh, uh, Joe Joyce gets hit way too much. Like, although he eats it, his chin be clean there to get hit. Joe Joyce got, in my opinion, got buzzed a few times by Parker. If he got buzzed a few times by Parker, then he's getting knocked the fuck out by both AJ, Fury, Wilder, shit, maybe even Ruiz. Nah, he beats Ruiz for sure. I think, I think, uh, Joyce beats Ruiz. I think he beats, uh, uh, White. I think Joyce beats, Joyce KO the guy AJ couldn't. So what? AJ didn't try to go for the KO. AJ was running around that entire fight. Um, I definitely think that 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 AJ KOs Joyce. They fought before, and 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 Joyce was the one that lost, not AJ. You know what I'm okay. saying? Well, that was a different Joe Joyce. It was an amateur oh. Joyce and with the same exact style. No, no, and 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 here's the thing: AJ's Achilles heel is Joe Joyce's. One of his yeah. strengths is cardio. AJ gets gassed out, okay? Whereas the juggernaut is able to continuously throw punches, continuously move forward, use his size. If he gets into this kind of fight with AJ, AJ's not going to be able to keep pace. And... Or if he does try to keep pace, he's gonna get he's gonna gas out and he's gonna get stopped. That's how I see it. That's how I see that fight going. It's in terms of the fight with Usyk, I'll tell you how I see that fight going. I see Usyk as a guy who struggled for rounds with Derek Chisora until Derek Chisora gassed out. And it was one of his first fights in the weight class. Second fight. And in his last fight, he was AJ had a very successful ninth round, but what happened? AJ gassed out. The juggernaut does not gas out like that. And as far as Wilder's concerned, <laughs> man, we still got a whole lot of people here believing in Deontay Wilder, which is very funny because Deontay Wilder's best win to date is Luis Ortiz. And in the last fight with Luis Ortiz, he was arguably losing every single round before he hit Luis Ortiz with that temple shot. Okay, well, you know what? Luis Ortiz ain't the juggernaut. The juggernaut, as, as in the interview that I showed on Punchlines, they did a test on his bone density, Kenny. Five times the average person's bone density. That's skull. That's chin. That's hands. That's ribs. That's a problem for Deontay Wilder. Mm, I don't know, man. Look, that's a problem for Deontay Wilder. I'm telling you that right I now. I don't think I don't think Joe Joyce has the power to to hurt Deontay Wilder off of one punch or anything like that. He would have to. It would have to be combination punching to take Deontay Wilder down from Joyce. But in order for him to land combination punching, he's gonna have to go through the hell of that right hand. 
yes, the juggernaut has a strong chin, but the juggernaut got knocked the fuck out by AJ. If the juggernaut can get knocked the fuck out by AJ, I'll tell you one thing. Deontay Wilder can knock him out too. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Allegedly, it happened in sparring. People stop sparring for all kinds of reasons. It could have been an injury. It could have been, it could have been any, any number of things. But you know what? AJ got stopped by Andy Ruiz Jr. Does Andy Ruiz Jr. stop the juggernaut? Uh, definitely not. I, I, I don't, I don't. Definitely not. AJ, but what, what does that question have to do with the discussion? AJ, it talks up. It talks about his. Say the word with me, Kenny. Fragility. I love that word. He's fragile compared to the juggernaut. He ain't got the five X. The five X bone density. He I agree with you. Got the cardio of the juggernaut. I agree with you. The juggernaut ain't going to, to, to Saudi for a rematch and gonna box on his toes trying to do his best Sugar Ray Leonard impersonation with the mini fro and everything to a 12-round unanimous decision. That ain't gonna happen with the juggernaut. Look, I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. He's got size, he's got strength, he's got a chin, and he's got cardio. I agree with all of that. Uh, I agree with all of that. The only thing, um, the, 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 the things that for me make Joe Joyce not the number one or top two heavyweight the way you were saying is uh, his speed, his power, and the fact that he gets hit a lot. Yeah, he got a strong chin. That doesn't mean that you can just continue getting pounded to death. For, for No, no, I got this. That doesn't mean that you can continue getting pounded to death by everybody you fight. He he, he gets punched way too much. If it, I, I think, I strongly feel, strongly feel that if AJ or Deontay Wilder were to land any of those flush hits that Parker was landing, clean flush hits, with their strength hand, not the opposite, with their strength hand, the juggernaut is going down and not getting back up. Tyson Fury, I think, takes him down with the combination punch in two, not necessarily with the one-two punch. Deontay Wilder, I think, bro, I, I'm, I'm like, look, styles make fights. Styles make fights, and right now I'd put, bro, I'd put a big racks that Deontay Wilder easily knocks out Joe Joyce. Not because Deontay Wilder is skilled, but because Joe Joyce gets hit way too much and he's going to be open to get that right hand landed on him easily without even trying to defend against it. And, and, could, the, and could the 5X goal density, could the 5X goal density stop that? 5X, listen, man. I'm an 80s babies like you. I grew up on Sesame Street. I don't know if you grew up on Sesame Street. I used to watch Sesame Street when I was a little kid. I said this on punchlines. There's the cookie monster. He loved his cookies. He couldn't stop eating cookies. And you know what? When it comes to these right hands and these power punches, Joe the Juggernaut Joyce, he the cookie monster. Give me more of those cookies. Let's go. Hush, hush. I want another one of those right hands. He's going to be eating these cookies all Yeah, right. Long. Yeah, all right. You, and, you, and you know how he's going to end up? You you remember where the cookie monster used to chill? 
Joyce is going to eat so much cookies, he's going to end up washed up in the garbage dump with the lid over his head, dude. That's that's the... Oscar the Grouch. I thought you were going to tell me to get a tummy ache. Oh, damn. That's how you know I've watched it too long ago. I I don't even... I barely remember. It was a long time ago. Anyways, guys, I said it. I consider him a top two heavyweight right behind the Gypsy King. I think the Gypsy King gives him his stiffest test. But we'll see. Because he's now the WBO interim champion at heavyweight, okay? And he should be getting a shot at some point. He the- jumped way up the ranks. No, no, he was already number one, bro. This was a fight between... Joyce? Yeah, he was already number one. This was the final fight for the vacant title. Yeah, he's been number I, one, bro. I, I, I thought Parker was waiting for, like, a title fight, and Joyce was, like, you know, in the rankings, but not, were, I thought Parker... They were both up at the top of the rankings in the WBC and in the WBO, but the WBO made this for an interim title because don't forget, usually after you win the title, you have to make a defense, right? Or you get an optional defense. Usyk's optional defense with the WBO was against AJ in the rematch. So because of that, uh, I believe Queensbury petitioned the WBO to make this an interim fight. Which they did, so they got an interim, interim cha- uh, champion now. So we'll see how that go. So, Which, so I have a question for you. Well, last thing, Queensbury's killing the game. They got they in it. They they got Fury, they got Dubois, and they got Joyce. It's not a bad trifecta, heavyweights. Go for no, it, Kenny. Not, not, not at all. And it seems like What's they keep question? on getting little drops. The question that I have is, uh, hmm. I. Saw an interview that they was talking about a potential rematch clause, but I didn't really hear anything about that. That there may be another fight between Parker and Joyce. Do you believe that? Is that true? Do you have any inside info you could give us? <laughs> My understanding, according to what I've heard from Joe Joyce in interviews, Kenny, is that it was a one way rematch clause, meaning that if Joe Joyce wins, he doesn't owe Parker a rematch, but if Parker would have won, he would have he would have owed a rematch to to Joyce. Yeah, James Hunt is, is validating what I just said. He said it's one way rematch. How does that even make sense? Why would Parker ever agree to that? Bro, because that's what the A sides do. That's what that's what that's. Do you think? Do you Joyce think Joyce was the A side? Yeah, of course. It was a Queensbury promotion. It was it was on BT Sport. He was the A side. It was that's crazy. Like Warren. Don't forget, he was also higher in the rankings than Joe Joyce. So it's like this. When AJ beat Ruiz, there was a one-way rematch. Sorry when, a- when, uh, sorry, when Ruiz beat AJ, there was a one-way rematch. Ruiz owed AJ a rematch. But if AJ beat Ruiz at Madison Square Garden, AJ wouldn't have owed Ruiz a rematch. It was the same thing when AJ fought Usyk. They insisted on a one-way rematch. So it's just this is something that the A-sides do, bro. It is what it is, part of part of the sport. So I got to ask you this, though, moving on, um, because I think we're done with the juggernaut for now. Uh, We got a couple fights that have been rumored to be taking place. One of them apparently got signed, but there's been no like official announcement that I've seen. Um, Official, official, no press conference. I'm talking about Spence Crawford. I hope it happens. I don't know if it will happen. Now we've got AJ uh, AJ saying that he's going to sign the contract. I'm going to play this for a moment. This is courtesy of my man, Gould, Boxing King Media. That's my guy. For those who you don't know, make sure you check out Boxing King Media. He's taking over to the game. 
in the UK. Uh, so let's have a listen to AJ, and then I'm going to ask you what you think about this. Kenny, here we go. <laughs> Ain't in my hands with a legal team. That's why you hire lawyers. Learn history of boxing, make sure you get the legal terms right. That's why you got good management and good lawyers to make sure you get your business. You know, that's how you handle your business when you're in the game. So of course I'm going to sign up. That's just with some lawyers. Uh, yeah, enough boxing. That's what I do for a living. You say to connect with the people, get with the man them. That's enough of that. So he says he's signing the fight, right? And apparently there was an echo. I don't. It, it, it was a light little echo. It was nothing crazy. Okay. So my question for you, Kenny, is like, what do you believe in more at this stage? Spence Crawford or Fury? versus AJ? Damn, that's a real tough question. Um, that's a tough one. I, I don't know, because look, um, I feel like there's some lies happening in the in the Tyson Fury AJ camp, more so in the AJ camp, because uh, if I'm correct, I had seen an interview where Eddie Hearn was like, oh, we signed the contract and we've sent it back already and everything. We're just waiting on Tyson Fury's team. And now I see this interview where AJ's talking about legal team and, you know, got to get some details right, and I'll sign the contract. Of course I'll sign the contract. So there's some lies happening there, obviously, because Eddie Hearn said they signed it and sent it back. Joshua comes back saying they didn't sign it. And then uh, with uh, with uh, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, there's always a dispute of A-side, B-side, crossing the street, uh, who's getting more money, rematch clauses, uh, you know. So – it's a real, real tough one. Uh, what sounds more likely to me, it, it's probably Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Really? Why? Why do you? Why do you say that? Just out of interest. It's for me. That's the fight that makes the most sense. I don't see the sense in AJ and Fury fighting right now. Not for either fighter. Not not for AJ, who needs to go work on some shit. I don't know. He needs to work on something. Uh, and not for Tyson Fury, who's the current champ. Why would you want to fight the guy who just lost to the other champ? It's idiotic. Like, yeah, we do want to see that fight. Don't get me wrong. I definitely want to see that fight at some point, but I want to see that fight with dudes coming off of wins, not dudes coming off of losses. Losses where they got pretty much taken advantage of the the other guy had their like Usyk had his way with AJ you know what I'm saying like I need to see something some type of comeback story or something from AJ to feel that that fight makes sense so for me Terrence Crawford Earl Spence makes more sense they're they're both ready to fight they're both healthy they're both ready to go only thing that's stopping this is a side b side cross the street talk and they've been supposedly deliberating on getting a solution to that for months now so yeah I mean, it's tough for me to say that I'm believing more in Spence versus Crawford at this point because it's been so long Yeah, that this fight has been teased. I mean, we're pretty much have entered Mayweather-Pacquiao territory in terms of how long this fight has been talked about. I mean, it's literally been years, Kenny. I mean, 
we were talking about this fight when we worked at the same school. How long ago was that? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's been a really long time, and it hasn't happened. And the reason I think it's probably less likely that this fight happens is because this fight is supposed to take place in November. At least with AJ Fury, they're talking about a month later in in, in December. Right? November's... We're tick, 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 tocking away here. I mean, we've already entered the fall. You could feel it outside. I know I can. War's over. We're late September. This fight is supposed to take place in November, really? I mean, I hope it does. But I, I, I cannot see this happening. And at least when it comes to AJ against Fury... Sorry, uh, we have AJ talking about it, going on social media, saying that he thinks it's going to happen. So, you know, I, I I hope both fights happen, personally. I hope both fights happen. Uh, because this will be a tremendous end of the year in boxing if these two fights happen. And the only reason it makes sense to me that there would be interest in this fight is because... The narrative is that AJ struggles against Usyk, but he improved against Usyk. He didn't really get hurt too badly in the second fight. Um, So while he is coming off of a loss, he's coming off of a loss where he improved. And not enough. And and at the end of the day, if he doesn't take this fight now, who's to say that he doesn't lose again? At which case, it's totally evaporated any interest in them fighting fury like i i don't think it'll be ever i don't think it'll evaporate i, I honestly you think it'll always I, be there yeah i think the fight with deontay wilder always be the fight with fury always be there the fights with Ustik is over for that no no you see the you see how a lot of people had a problem with triple g canelo three the entire world of boxing will have a problem with Usyk aj3 the entire world of boxing, maybe not in the UK, not hating on the UK. I know that AJ has a lot of fans in the UK, but yo, like dudes will be really upset because to me, both times it's been landslide wins where the guy doesn't even have a chance at winning. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, I wouldn't want to see that again, but I think that AJ needs to start gearing up for a, for a, a, a formidable tune up. A formidable tune-up fight. That's what I think AJ needs to be looking at. Uh, looking to beat a guy like uh, Hergovic. Uh, you see, you see how Deontay Wilder came back and he's coming back against what is it, Hellenius? A yeah. fight like a fight like that, and and then and then after you get yourself back on the winning columns, and you hopefully that helps his mental in a positive way. Because the biggest problem with AJ is always his mental. It's not necessarily his skills and abilities. This is mental. His mind isn't as strong as Tyson Fury's or Usyk. Matter of fact, that's Usyk. Usyk probably has the strongest mind in the sport of boxing. But yeah, his mind isn't there. And I feel like he needs to get back on the winning column. So he get, has a positive mindset going into a Tyson Fury fight. So we see the best fight possible. And we don't just see a landslide win. Nobody yeah. in boxing wants to see landslide wins. This, me, this Shakur Stevenson fight was boring. Let me ask you this, right? In terms of potential matchups, KT. What about if the Fury fight doesn't happen? What about the juggernaut against AJ? I mean, you think he beats AJ? You think he beats the juggernaut, right? Would that be a good fight from the comeback with? 
That's I a mean, tough question. You said that he stops the juggernaut, so I'm assuming this is a this is a reasonable a reasonable yeah. opponent for him to come back with. It is reasonable. The reason why I didn't mention uh, uh, the juggernaut right now is because this is what's happening, right? Eight when when they first fought, AJ's career. Look, look at me right here. Look, look, AJ over here, the juggernaut down here, right? That's yeah. when they first fought. Right now, their trajectories are completely opposite. A, AJ's on the way down, and juggernaut's on the way up. You know what I'm saying? I feel that it'd be an amazing fight that I would love to see 100%, but I do feel that we need to see AJ in there against somebody he could get a win because I'm telling you, AJ's brain, his mindset, his mental health is what matters most for him having the best boxing fight possible. And I don't want, I'm, I'm tired of seeing doodoo fights. That's why I mentioned the Shakur Stevenson comes in style because I thought that was a doodoo fight. You know, I'm tired of seeing these boring fights that, that it's a oh it's a chess match between two very skilled fighters. No, nobody's throwing punches and people are running around. Stop it. Well, there you go. I mean, look, the, the matchups that we have on the horizon in the fall that people have been talking about, Chocolatito Estrada, another time. Okay. Uh Usyk being out of the picture, so Fury AJ taking place. Um, maybe. Uh, Bud Crawford against Errol Spence Jr., you know. But if we if we get Crawford Spence and this last fight, Fury AJ, I mean, what a tremendous end of the year to 2022, as far as I'm concerned. Um, if we get one of them, it will still be good. I just at this point don't see the Bud Crawford Errol Spence Jr. fight happening. And I spoke to a guy who seems to be in the know. I don't want to put him out there, but he's a renowned boxing boxing journalist. I was sitting by him in Vegas at the Canelo fight. He seems to think that the reason this fight ain't happening or hasn't been announced yet is because Bud Crawford is staying firm on wanting it to be a 50-50 split. Um, if, if that's the case, I mean, I hope it's not the case, Uh it may I, not happen. <laughs> it may not happen because if I'm Errol Spence Jr., I would have started negotiations at 70-30 just because I hold three belts and I've been putting more butts in seats. I've been putting more asses in seats and I've been doing bigger numbers on pay-per-view. Um, you know, you start at 70-30 knowing full well that you'll probably end up at 60-40 uh, in the negotiation. But if Crawford is demanding 50-50, then it's tough for me to see this fight taking place and i've been told that that's what the the stumbling block is over here my my thing is though i i I get it you know like i i think terrence crawford is probably is, is being egotistical i think he's being prideful like yo you're a great fighter you know most most boxing fans think you're probably going to win this fight against Errol Spence. You're talking, they're saying Errol Spence is, is uh, tarnished, damaged goods, yada, yada. You know, bro, take the fight, take the lesser money, beat the guy, take all his damn belts, and then be the man getting the big bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop it. Stop all this pride and ego stuff. Who cares? If if, if you really think you're going to win, you really think you could win, who gives a damn about A side, B side, especially when if it's like 55, 45 or 60, 40, like, bro, stop playing. 
take the fight. This is the fight that everybody in boxing has been wanting to see for ages now, including yourself and Errol Spence. You both want this fight, so stop it. Let's let's stop it. it, it it's clear to everybody besides Terrence Crawford that Errol Spence is, deserves the lion's share of the money. The guy has three belts. It just is what it is. Stop it, Terrence Crawford. Put your pride and your ego aside. Bring that out when you're in the ring. Keep it out of contract negotiations, please. I mean, uh, Nando's saying that, according to Rick Glazer, by the way, Rick Glazer isn't the person I spoke to but in Vegas, but he's saying Rick Glazer said Bud is asking for $15 million plus the upside. I mean, I don't really trust Rick, Rick Glazer a lot, to be honest. Uh, most of the time, when I do see Rick Glazer active, on people's shows or on, you know, on Twitter, he's essentially hating on the PBC. Um, and my whole thing is like, okay, you hate on the PBC, but keep the same energy uh, across the board. But, you know, that's just my whole thing. I, I actually think the PBC does good things, and I think the PBC does bad things. But I could say that about literally every promoter um, or every boxing outlet. That being the case... If that is true, I mean that that's that's ridiculous to me, Kenny. I I don't know about you, but that that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, no, it's definitely it it, it is ridiculous, and and it's also like yo, you also have such a uh, uh, after you get this fight out the way, you probably have so many fights ahead of you and such a long career ahead of you. You're talking about fighting Jamel Charlo. That's going to be another huge name, huge fight for big for huge money. But you're going to tell me. Like, you're going to come to the Jamal Charlo negotiation table demanding a 50-50 as well? It sounds foolish. I'm a big Terrence Crawford fan. I'm a big Errol Spence fan. But 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 Terrence Crawford has to stop this pride and ego stuff. You don't deserve 50% of the bag. It is what it is. The, those, the, the belts that Errol Spence went and got were available for Terrence Crawford to get as well. He could have fought Ugas and got in that, but, you know, but he did not. Errol Spence went and fought and got the belt. So it is what it is. I mean, Errol Spence Jr. was literally cleaning up the division on his side of the street while Bud Crawford, with all due respect, was fighting, you know, Jeff Horn, right? Was fighting uh, Benavidez Jr., Amir Khan, Kell Brook, the mean machine, and then obviously uh, a Sean Porter who was like halfway into retirement. I mean, I give the dude all the credit in the world for amazing performances against what was in front of him. But when it comes to being a full-fledged welterweight, I think it goes without saying, like, if you just remove the anti-PBC hate from the equation, anyone with a reasonable mind will say that, yeah, Errol Spence Jr. has done more in the welterweight division. Errol Spence Jr., put over 40,000 people at Cowboys Stadium. Errol Spence Jr. sold more on pay-per-view than Bud Crawford did. And, by the way, he has three of the four major belts. So, yeah, it's it's tough to understand how it's a 50-50 fight from my perspective. And Somebody, I, somebody has to explain to him. Sorry. I, I hope that's not the reason why that this, that this doesn't get, get done. What was that? No, I was just going to say somebody has to explain to him that if the numbers don't make sense, then they don't make dollars and then the fight cannot go on. Like, look, man, I've been 
diving much more into business management and you got to look at all the numbers like you have to do the math so you know what's the potential loss what's the potential gain what do you have to do for the law for the gain of the loss and right now uh, I don't think that Terrence Crawford is looking at the numbers properly if this 50-50 stuff is correct. Then again, we don't actually factually know what is really going on behind closed doors. We just know what we hear from different reporters, different YouTubes, the boxes themselves. And last I heard uh, Terrence Crawford, and, uh, when a couple people tried to interview him, he was like, don't ask me about the Arrow Spence fight, you know. So we just really never know. And I just hope that the fight happens sooner than later. They've been talking about it forever. It's the fight that needs to happen. Uh, 100% is the fight that needs to happen. It's like Bevel versus Baturbiev. It's the fight that needs to happen. You know what I mean? In my opinion. So, yeah, I hope we see it. I hope that I am wrong and that there is nobody on a high horse. And I hope that this contract gets signed sooner than later. It's going to be big money for both fighters. Stop playing. If I was offered any of this type of money, I'd go in there, get a beating. I'm no boxer. I'm pretty sure all these professionals beat me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still going to go in and get the beating for the bag. Yeah. You know, and like you said, in these cases, you're talking about world champion fighters, AJ, Bud Crawford, Errol Spence, Tyson Fury. Uh, you know, you're not talking about, you know, guys who've never fought before or fought at this level before. So I hope that they just uh, make these things happen. Kenny, we're going to close out. I'm just going to ask you quickly. We're going to go back to meaningful versus meaningless. I'm going to go for what's ahead because we've been talking about fights that may or may not happen. I want to go over kind of fights that are definitely or at least penciled in uh, to happen. All right, I'm going to go courtesy of my favorite source for information as it relates to boxing boxing scene all right we've already talked about this before but we'll recatch it connor ben versus chris eubank jr meaningful or meaningless a little bit of both i guess meaningful for the families right meaningful for the historians uh not at all meaningful for the sport of boxing yeah i i agree I said it was meaningless. Uh, it's really only meaningful for their bloodline, for, for their bloodline, for 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 the for the the fans that are big fans of their fathers, mm-hmm. uh, who want to see the sons settle a score that the that the fathers couldn't. couldn't but I see. thought that fight got canceled or something. Didn't uh, Eubank Junior. Eubank Senior. cancel the fight or something? Well, he said he was worried about the weight, but he doesn't really manage or promote his son. And his son and his and his promoter both said that the fight are going through um, him and, and Sauerland. So there you go. Uh, Sebastian Fundora versus Carlos Campo. Um, meaningful, meaningless. Um, this is going to be on Showtime. I'm going to say it's kind of uh, I'm going to say it's meaningless specifically because uh, I feel that right now, uh, although Sebastian Fundora, I'll give it a little bit of meaning, although it's kind of meaningless. Sebastian Fundora should be gearing up for a fight with Jamel Charlo. That is the biggest fight, the biggest challenge for Charlo. You know, that's that. I think that's the biggest fight at 154. Fuck Tim Zoo. He's also also the WBC interim uh, title holder, I believe, in the weight class. Uh, Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. I think I know your answer to this one. 
Oh, it's definitely oh, 100% meaningful. 100% meaningful. But just real quick, I want to say, I didn't mean fuck Tim Zoo as now like him. I meant fuck the Tim Zoo fight as in I don't think that fight is meaningful. So, yeah, let's keep going. There you go. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius is going to be live at the Barclays. Kenny, I forgot to tell you, you got to get your app in for this one because I definitely want to go to this fight with you. Um, I'll definitely put that app in. Uh, Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius. Meaningful, meaningless. Uh, has a little bit of meaning. Has a little bit of meaning, right? Because if Deontay Wilder loses, we lo- if Deontay Wilder loses, we lost a heavyweight, uh, like a uh, 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 extreme heavyweight contender, a guy who used to be a champ. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I, like I don't think there's coming back from a loss to Robert Hellenius. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like Kaunaki. Kaunaki lost to Robert Hellenius twice. I think it's over for Kaunaki. Not not this. Not saying that Robert Hellenius is not a good fighter, but that's just not the guy you want to lose to. <laughs> um, I so, but I, I, I think it has a little bit of meaning because, like I said, it could be bye bye for Wilder if he loses. One hundred percent. And by the way, if Hellenius lasts the distance, it's against, bad for Wilder too. Wilder, uh, I, I'm expecting a lot of people to reverse their picks of a potential. Juggernaut Joyce versus Wilder fight. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because if, if if the Nordic warrior goes 12 rounds, the juggernaut is going 12 rounds. Or maybe stops him. Anyways, moving on. We've got Devin the Dream Haney returning to Australia. This time it's to the Robert Labor Arena in Melbourne, not the big stadium there. Meaningful or meaningless? Oh, that's definitely meaningful. Yes. Definitely meaningful. Uh, it'll only be meaningless if we get the same George Cambosis from the first fight. Yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely try to 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 fight better. I think throw more combinations on the inside, especially. And I think that they're really going to be working the referee. I would. I'd be working the commission. I'd be working the referee about holding. In fact, if I was his dad or his management team, I would already be out on YouTube right now, like every day, like, yo, no more hugging, no more holding. Henry Akinwande was was disqualified against Lennox Lewis for this. Why isn't this happening more in boxing? Why are referees allowing holding? I just, like, get the narrative out there nonstop. That's what I would be doing. If I was done, uh, moving on, Liam Pato versus Brock Jarvis. This is uh, another fight on the zone, um, Kenny. Also on that that same day on the fifteenth. I think I know your ad- answer to this one, and I think I'm going to agree. But one hundred, you already know my answer. What, what is this? Why is this even on the schedule? Stop it! You know I mean? <laughs> it's 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 definitely meaningless. There's uh, way way better contenders at one forty, or way better fighters at one forty than those guys. Schofield versus Daniel Rosas. Nah. <laughs> okay. Guido Vianello versus Jay McFarlane on ESPN. This one's taking place in Italy, Friday, October the 28th. Heavyweights. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Meaningless. Yeah, 100% meaningless. Fury against your boy, Michael Hunter. 
It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be entertaining, but I think it's meaningless. Uh, oh, the versus circuit. None of these guys are ever going to be champs. I don't think they ever even try to be champs. How often does Michael Hunter fight? How often does Huey Fury fight? Like, come on. At the top level, not so much. This is the one I wanted you to get to. (laughs) Saturday, October the 29th, we've got Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, live on Showtime from the Gila River Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Meaningful or meaningless? Meaningless to the sport of boxing, meaningful to Jake Paul's career, because I feel that if he beats Anderson Silva, that actually gives him the credit of beating a boxer, because I think that, uh, um, what's his name, Chavez Jr. is a much better boxer than uh, Fury, than, 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 than uh, Tommy Fury, and guess what? Anderson Silva beat uh, Chavez Jr. So I think that would give Jake Paul the credit of beating the actual boxer. Yes, it's like a translation credit. You didn't directly beat the boxer, but I think it gives him some type of credit as of him being a boxer. It's meaningful to Jake Paul, meaningless to the sport of boxing, because again, what boxing fan cares about Jake Paul? Well, to answer Bass's question, um, you know, about the Liam Paro fight, uh, yeah, there probably isn't that much interest in it in the United States. My understanding is that it's between two uh, undefeated uh, fighters at, at 140. Um, it's probably a big deal in Australia. Um, and, maybe, you know, an argument could be made that it should be a bigger deal in the United States. But honestly, the promoters of this fight have got to do a much better job in terms of talking about it, in my opinion. What about you, Kenny? Uh, well, I feel like... How are you going to say that this is a big fight for boxing for the 140-pound division, right? Well, yeah. uh, let me go down to the I'm, – I'm, I'm scrolling right now. I'm at the 140-pound division. A uh, big fight for the sport of boxing for the 140-pound division, if you ask me, is a fight that includes any of these names, which this fight does not. Josh Taylor, Zepeda, Pro Gray, uh, Teofimo Lopez, Jose Ramirez, even Ryan Garcia, even shit, Sando Martin, who be, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Garcia, you know, uh, if, it's, if it doesn't have any of those names in it, and I, I matter of fact, I even removed Sandor Martin. If it doesn't have any of those names that I mentioned, including Josh Taylor, then it's not a big fight. It's not meaningful to the 140-pound division. It's not for the belts. It's, it's contenders that are going to stay contending for a long time because these top five, these top five, six guys that are mentioned are the guys that are going to be fighting for the belts. Well, I would also add <coughs> to this in terms of it being meaningless. Well, look, Pyro's highly rated at 140, I think, with the WBO. Um, but Jarvis isn't. I mean... My understanding is that Jarvis is mostly a lightweight fighter that's moving up for this fight. Uh, so, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I, I thought that Brock Jarvis was a, was a lightweight. So he's going to be moving up to fight Pato. I get it. The zone's putting it on. It's in Australia. It's probably a showcase fight for Pato, but um, I, I don't know how meaningful it is to be fair, base. I'm just keeping it real. I don't, I don't really... I don't really know how meaningful it is uh, personally. Um, I mean, it's a lightweight against the contender at 140. But 
And I'm not sure why whoever wins this fight is going to get it. Why you feel that whoever wins this fight is going to get a high ranking off of this? To me, it doesn't add up or make any sense whatsoever. As Emil Carr just stated, you know, it doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, even the the, the WBA the WBA fight that happened with with Pueyo, remember that one, the, the Dominican that we talked about, that was barely meaningful in the United States, <laughs> and that happened in the United States. You know, and that, and that that was a fight between two guys highly ranked at 140 fighting for 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 Josh Taylor's vacated title. Anyways, moving on. Um, I just think it's going to be a tough tough sell that one to the U.S. public personally. But um, we've got. Uh, did you already gave your opinion on on Anderson Silva, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So after that, we've got Joseph Diaz against William Zapata. Joseph Diaz, I thought it was pro grade. No, Joseph Diaz, you're you're talking about Jorge Zapata at one forty. This, uh, 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 this is William Zapata. Um, it's at one forty? No, this one's at one thirty-five. I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, he was asking for he he really wanted a Ryan Garcia fight. That's what he wanted. I think it's fairly meaningless. Yeah, I got Jojo, Jojo Diaz does not belong at 135. I mean, I got to agree with you. I I like him a lot, but yeah, it. I I agree with you. All right, let's move in down. We've got Vasil Lomachenko versus your Dominican brethren out of the Northeast, out of Long of not Long Island, New England. Um, Jermaine Ortiz. Non-title fight is going to be taking place at Madison Square Garden at the Hulu Theater. So he's moving from the big room back to the Hulu. I should be attending this event live in person. Hopefully you'll join me for that one, Kenny. Lomachenko, Jermaine Ortiz. Meaningful, meaningless. Uh, I think it's meaningful uh, because we're... uh... Lomachenko is a major player at 135 and 130. Um, so this is his comeback to boxing from war. You know, everybody's going to see what Lomachenko we're going to get, whether he got injured at war, whether he's going to come back the same guy. Is his mind the same? Does he have the same skill? Is he better than before? Was he training? Was he not training? I think it's going to answer a lot of questions, which is going to determine a lot of how the 130 and 135 pound division move forward. Because if you ask me, no one can claim credit at 135 unless they beat uh, Lomachenko. You know what I'm saying? And neither Devin Haney nor Cambosos has done that. Yeah, uh, it's tough because, I mean, he lost legitimately to... to Lopez. Lopez and Le- Lopez lost legitimately to Gambosis, who lost yeah. legitimately to Devin Haney. So they were all legitimate losses, right? And legitimate wins. So I don't know. I mean, Jermaine Ortiz is coming off of that win against Jamel Herring, who had no business yeah. fighting at 135, I don't think, and, and proved as much and then retired. So I am looking forward to the fight, though, and I, and I hope to be there. Katie Taylor versus Karen Elizabeth Carbajal. I got to be honest, I'm not looking forward to that fight. I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it either. I'm hoping to see, uh, like, to me, it's complete disappointment to be honest. I'm because after that last fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, I don't think there's any way that you can go towards other opponents without having a rematch, without being questioned. I question uh, Katie Taylor now because. In my opinion, Amanda Serrano won that fight. Katie Taylor got the W gifted to her. That's my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. That's okay. I think Katie Taylor got the W gifted to her. And then after getting the W gifted to her, did the the Josh Taylor thing. Until people start talking too much trash, he ain't want to give the rematch to Jack Catterall. Mm. And, And I feel like Katie Taylor does not want to give the rematch to Amanda Serrano. And I think that that brings the entire value of whoever they're fighting completely down i didn't want to see amanda serrano fighting yesterday either no and it wasn't really that exciting of of a fight i know she got another title at 126 which is great for her and her argument is that she's not a lightweight fighter so she's hoping to get a uh kind of a catch weight for a rematch but it is what it is this is actually a good one kenshiro uh teraji versus hiroto kiyoguchi it's taking place on ESPN in the United States, and the zone has bought the global rights to it. Shout out to Eddie Hearn for that one, because I asked him face to face to start picking up these Japanese fights, and uh, he did it for this one. So big up to Eddie Hearn on that. Um, this is actually a good fight, and it's for two titles. So it's obviously, I would say, a meaningful fight, unless you disagree, Kenny. Oh, no, nah, bro, I was going to let you completely give the judgment on this fight. I don't know any of those guys. Ooh, <laughs> one, the big one. I know Kenny's looking forward to this. It's going to be live on The Zone. Dimitri Bevol against Zurdo. That's going to be an amazing fight that determines a hell of a lot for the 175-pound division moving forward. And also for both Ramirez and Bevo. Bevo gets another huge payday if he wins the fight. Ramirez ain't getting shit because I don't think Canelo wants any part of that tall motherfucker. <laughs> nah, he's, he's I, bro. I was flabbergasted by how, how tall he is. <laughs> like, I didn't know he was that tall. It's, it's, it's huge difference. And so, by the way, I'm not doing no false narrative thing. I'm just giving my opinion. I, I don't create narratives. I give my thoughts. There you go. Um, I have no doubt that Katie Taylor probably would have wanted to fight on her terms. And Jake Paul and Amanda Serrano were playing hardball. Um, you know, I, I don't think Katie, Katie Taylor is going to be fighting below 135 pounds, so they need to stop it with that. And by the way, Eddie Hearn suing Jake Paul for $100 million. I don't know if you heard about that one, Kenny. For what? I know they've been going back and forth beefing, but for what? Basically, basically, uh, Eddie Hearn uh, is upset because Jake Paul said that Eddie Hearn paid off the judges for that fight with Taylor and Serrano. And Eddie Hearn apparently asked him to apologize. He refused to. So now he's suing him uh, for spreading false lies. Bro, uh, that, that's foolish. That's childish. Little kid stuff. Eddie Hearn just lost so much respect. Do your trash talking back and forth. Bro, it's business. You took some guy's comments personal and you trying to sue over a personal conversation that happened regarding business. Stop it, bro. You sound foolish. Learn, like, that's the first, like tarnished doodle mark that eddie hearn gets on his business resume like that was doodle to me <laughs> all right well i don't think we're gonna disagree on this one this is not a a, a meaningful fight to me 
from the Rocket Mortgage Field Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Montana Love versus Stevie Spark. Why hasn't Montana Love stepped up in opposition? I feel like he's just stayed where he's at for a little bit now. I agree. We also got Hasim Rahman against Vito Belfour. Nobody cares. What? <laughs> he said, what? Nobody cares about Rahman's son? No, How dare you? Son, bro, this is the senior, Rahman. This- oh, shit. It ain't junior. I just, I just noticed that. There's no junior, There's no junior in the <laughs> It's Vito Belfort, who, by the way, beat Vito Belfort beat the brakes off of an old Evander Holyfield. No mercy. Uh, It looked like he was juiced. Again, looked like. I'm not saying he was. I'm saying he looked like he was juiced to the gills on that one. Juiced up. Um, yeah, hell yeah, he was so. That's not a meaningful fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip through these ones. <laughs> versus Luis Alberto Lopez for the IBF title. That's not the best opponent that they could have got for for Josh Warrington. I think. I mean, you got other guys out there. I think. Jo- I think the moment Josh Warrington faces that dude, and there are a few of them at 126, it's over. He gets stopped and he gets he gets retired, uh, uh, bro. I, I'm I'm surprised he won that last fight against Kiko. It was it was so close to being an end of a career for him too. I yeah. feel like whoever lost that fight was retiring. Kiko, Kiko's pushing forty, bro. This this is not the same with guys like Ray Vargas, right? Not at all. I mean, it just isn't. And Josh Warrington, you know, I don't know if he really is going to ever. Avenge that that defeat that he took. I know he tried to, right? Um, when he when he rematched um, uh, Mauricio Lada, uh, and it ended in a in a in a I don't remember if it was a, a forced draw or whether it was a I'm pretty sure it was a forced draw because they had to end the fight early. Uh, but Lada's no joke, bro. And um, I'd love to for him to run that one back, but again, to me at the top tier at 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 126, it's it's a wrap for for him. So that 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 is the end of the year, Kenny, and hopefully we get to see a couple big fights added to that because I you've noticed that the Chocolatito Estrada fight has not been made official just yet, so it's not on the board, and obviously Spence Crawford hasn't, and neither has AJ versus Fury. So if those fights all get get added, we got a tremendous end of the year in the sport. Whatever happened to Baturbiev? Wasn't he supposed to fight? He, um, he got injured. He was supposed to fight oh, Anthony Yard. Remember? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was going to fight Anthony Yard, but it never happened. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we went over that. We went over this one. Um, what about me? We talked about it. We We said it's a meaningful fight for sure. And it's so big that it's ESPN in the United States and it's it's the zone global, which I'm very happy about. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. You got anything to add, Kenny? Nah, man. Nah, man. Well, like always, go stream my music, please. Just give it a listen. If you listen to it, I promise you'll like it. It's just getting people to hear the first time. That's a little difficult. People don't like sharing love. Share some love to me and go listen to K.O. Kenny all on the table on all streaming platforms, please. Definitely. And what I would say, if you haven't done already, go check out my punchlines from today. Link is in in the box right now. Click that over. Go head over there. All right, let's get these views up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button. 
Make sure you support everything my bro KTKO Kenny, the real KO Kenny does. You know, I used to I used to call him call him um, one time Kenny, but we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that. Nah, anymore. nah. One time ain't looking too good. No, we had a we had a little bit of a break, but we're back now, guys. Are right, in full effect. So thank you very much. Click the link; it's in the chat. All right, appreciate you joining us, and that'll be it for us until next time. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe Seaton Barris, you can't see the marriage. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it With rocket power ASICs But the next one's coming with cases And witness protection facelifts For the fans, why hit them with kabams When the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams Panhandling brilliance put lyrics all in their hands Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan but I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L, 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 L.